It was early March when an electronic greeting card dropped into my mailbox. The cover featured a colorful depiction of a young female figure playfully applying lipstick, surrounded by flowers and butterflies, along with the text, Happy Women's Day! To be honest, I was a bit baffled. The following day, another e-card arrived, this one featuring a photo of a hot pink box filled with matching tulips. The second card also wished me Happy Women's Day, helpfully adding the date, March 8th. Only then did I realize that International Women's Day, celebrated worldwide on March 8th, seemed to be emerging as an occasion for private rituals involving greetings, gifts, and flowers, much like Mother's Day. If that is indeed the case, it will be yet another transformation of a holiday that since its inception in the early 20th century has undergone vast changes. The first Women's Day celebration took place in Chicago on May 3, 1908. Organized by the U.S. Socialist Party, it brought together an audience of 1,500 women who demanded economic and political equality on a day officially dedicated to the female workers' cause. The following year, women gathered in New York for a similar celebration. Inspired by these American initiatives, European socialists soon followed suit. At the International Women's Conference, which preceded the general meeting of the Socialist Second International in Copenhagen in August of 1910, leading German socialists Louise Zitz and Klaus Zetkin proposed the establishment of an annual International Women's Day as a strategy to promote equal rights, including suffrage for women. More than 100 female delegates from 17 countries unanimously endorsed the proposal. What would seem a fairly innocuous gesture marked a significant break with socialist tradition. Though ideologically committed to human equality, socialists had long argued that women's liberation would only materialize under socialism, and the only way for working-class women to improve their lot in life was to join working-class men in their struggle. Feminism was seen as a cause for middle- and upper-class women with their own class interests in mind, yet fearful that the feminist demand for female suffrage might attract too many working-class women, socialist leaders decided to embrace it. Still, they insisted that the vote was a means to an end, not an end in itself. On March 18, 1911, on the 40th anniversary of the Paris Commune, International Women's Day was marked for the first time. More than a million Austrian, German, Swiss, Polish, Dutch, and Danish women took part in marches and meetings. The Austrian-Hungarian Empire alone witnessed more than 300 demonstrations. In the following years, similar events spread across the European continent. Generally spearheaded by socialist women, Demonstrations called for women's rights and female suffrage, and many feminists readily joined their socialist sisters. The outbreak of the First World War in 1914 
halted much of the international collaboration that had underpinned International Women's Day and sowed deep divisions among socialist women. Some supported national sentiments, while others protested the war and called for working-class unity across national divides. Eventually, many of these women, including Claire Zetkin, would abandon socialist parties who rallied around the war effort and instead embraced communist parties and organizations. Yet if International Women's Day generally floundered during the war years, it was an International Women's Day celebration that ultimately triggered the Russian Revolution. Russian women had first celebrated International Women's Day on March 8, 1913. Four years later, on March 8, 1917, working-class women in St. Petersburg, exasperated by rising food prices and rapidly deteriorating living conditions, led a demonstration calling for an end to war and political autocracy. Once unleashed, their cries for bread and peace could not be quelled. By March 12th, Tsar Nicholas II was forced to abdicate. The events of 1917 in Russia ended up setting the date for the celebration of International Women's Day, not only in Russia, but across the rest of Europe. In 1922, Lenin established International Women's Day as a communist holiday in the new Soviet Union. The same year, Chinese communists began to celebrate it, and after the founding of the People's Republic of China in 1949, it was proclaimed an official holiday. Spanish communists used March 8th of 1936 as the occasion to stage a huge demonstration in Madrid demanding protection of the Spanish Republic against a growing fascist threat. International Women's Day would remain a communist holiday until the end of the 20th century, marked by carefully orchestrated state-sponsored celebration of women's contributions to the state. As women in the United States and across much of Europe gained suffrage in the wake of the First World War, much of the momentum for International Women's Day celebrations waned. During the interwar years, some European socialists and social democrats continued to mark Women's Day, carefully omitted the term international to distinguish it from its communist sister celebrations, but events rarely drew substantial crowds. It was only with the emergence of second-wave feminism in the late 1960s that International Women's Day re-emerged as a significant day of activism. Though the day never recaptured much attention among American feminists, European feminists embraced March 8th under the updated name Women's International Day of Struggle, or Frauenkampftag in German, or Quinnenes Internationale Kampfday in Danish. The new name signaled political radicalism and a resolute distance from organized party politics, both of which were key features of the women's movement in the 1970s and 80s. Nonetheless, March 8th celebrations typically involved not only feminists, but a broad assortment of left-wing activists, women's groups and labor organizations calling for such issues as equal pay, political parity, reproductive rights, and childcare. During the International Women's Year in 1975, 
the United Nations first celebrated International Women's Day. Two years later, in 1977, the United Nations General Assembly adopted a resolution proclaiming a United Nations Day for Women's Rights and International Peace. Eager to disentangle this new holiday from the socialist origins of International Women's Day, the Assembly noted that it was to be observed, quote, on any day of the year by member states in accordance with their historical and national traditions, unquote. Moreover, in contrast to contemporary feminist practices of casting it as a day of protest, the United Nations billed it as, quote, a time to reflect on progress made and celebrate acts of courage and determination of ordinary women, unquote. In the decades since the 1977 resolution, the United Nations has in fact marked International Women's Day on March 8th, with events and activities centered around a particular theme such as Empower Rural Women, End Hunger and Poverty, which was a theme in 2012, or Empowering Women, Empowering Humanity, Picture It, the theme of 2015. In spite of such institutionalization of International Women's Day, and in following with its long history of competing tradition, March 8th is now marked in a variety of ways around the world. In many former communist regions, it's a public holiday. In Western Europe, it remains an occasion for feminist demonstrations, and in many developing countries, women's rights activists take to the street to voice their call for gender equality. In Italy, men allegedly give yellow mimosas to women to celebrate the day. And in the United States, some people apparently send cards and flowers to honor the women in their lives. <laughs>